Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. 8440. Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two at Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Today's Sonic Blast here in Pine Bluff as the Zebras are preparing to take on the Little Rock Mills Comets. And the Comets arrived just a moment ago, so they are now set uh, less than two hours away for the opening kickoff of that key matchup. Barry Grooms of Hooten's Arkansas Football Magazine, Kevin Bohannon, I'm Randy Rainwater. Today our Sonic Blast again here in Pine Bluff. And we are now joined by... Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Record. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Trey is the hay in the barn. Well, nobody knows that better than you, Randy. I knew how he's in there. Uh, I'm not sure what else we can say, what else we can talk mm. about. You know, once we get to this Friday show, it, it's like, what is left to talk about? And then yeah. when you go back to Wednesday with the SEC teleconference and on the Sam Pittman uh, press conference at 2 o'clock, then you throw in... Sam Pittman live from the Catfish Hole. What is left to talk about, Trey? I think that's just excellent coverage, Randy. I mean, we've literally covered everything. Absolutely. We just have this leftover space now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's this, this is a matchup that's always always seemingly close. Last year wasn't close. It was heavily lopsided in Arkansas's favor a lot later in the year, obviously, also. Uh, so this is kind of early uh, for Arkansas and Ole Miss, but uh, it's it's a big one for Sam Pittman. I mean, let's not sugarcoat it at all. You lose this one, that's four in a row, and then you're looking at Alabama, you know. So um, you're staring at a potential five straight losses, and that's that's difficult for Razorback fans to swallow, I know. Uh, I do think it'll be a good battle. You know, they're not facing Texas A&M's defensive front. I think that's, uh, I think that's a great defensive front they have. Uh, the question is, can Arkansas's offense keep up with Ole Miss? Because you know they're going to score some points. You know, Arkansas's defense isn't shabby. They haven't been playing that bad. You know, when you look at the points that they've given up, obviously they had a bad second half against LSU. Uh, played really strong in the first half. Uh, BYU, you know, they weren't necessarily the reason BYU scored 38 points. There's a lot of other reasons. In fact, they gave up, you know, less than 300 yards of offense. Texas A&M, you know, they didn't play great again, but, you know, they haven't been the disaster that they were last year on defense by any stretch. Uh, you know, a lot of those points surrendered against Texas A&M. You give up a pick six. You fail to go, you know, fail to get it on fourth and one from your own 40. I think it ended up at the 39-yard line. Um you know, you have uh, some other issues in that game that obviously resulted in, in those those issues. I mean, technically, the defense gave up, you know, 13 points that weren't aided in some kind of way by the offense. And in addition, if your offense is stagnant, you keep throwing your defense out there on the field over and over again. Uh, but they're going to be tested against Ole Miss. Let's not make any mistake about it. You know, that's Ole Miss is going to put up points. They just do. And uh, so Arkansas is going to have to keep up with them offensively, and that's kind of the question. Can they do that? Uh, they played LSU pretty well, obviously. That's a road game. We're right there in the mix uh, to win the game and obviously didn't get it done. And that's been a kind of a disturbing trend under Sam Pittman is the number of close losses that Arkansas has endured. And, you know, again, historically, this is usually a close game. So, uh 
you know, also in that same vein, you know, there's the statistics side of things. If, you know, we talked about earlier in the year, Randy, I think if you keep flipping a coin, the more times you flip it, the more likely you're get, you know, to land at 50-50. So uh, eventually will Arkansas get a fourth and one? Because, you know, Ole Miss, you, you, you look at the Ole Miss uh, game against LSU, what's, what stands out to me is the way it started and the way it ended. It started with LSU, or excuse me, with uh, Ole Miss scoring on their first drive off a of fourth down, fourth and four from the goal line. They went for it. You know they're going to roll the dice like that. Um, can Arkansas have the same success when they go for it and fourth down? So far they haven't been very good. And the other thing that stands out is they were down nine points with 5.06 to go and ended up winning by six. Down nine with 5.06 to go and won by six. So you know that they can, they can score in a hurry and you know they're going to roll the dice. Trey, is this from Travis Williams and his standpoint, is this a game where you somewhat pick your poison? Do you blitz a lot? Make make uh, your I, I'm not saying go zero coverage, but I'm just simply saying do you do you blitz a lot? Maybe take a few chances that way. Uh, do you set back and and hope that you can get enough pressure from your front four and make them dink and dunk? Uh, what mm-hmm. what? How do you see this this game plan for Travis Williams against this extremely explosive Ole Miss offense? Well, Arkansas has to roll the dice also. They they just have to. So, yeah, bring some blitzes, uh, stay back in coverage some. The old adage is that, you know, an inexperienced, you blitz an inexperienced quarterback and you sit back in coverage against a veteran quarterback. Uh, and Dart has been so good this year. I mean, you look at what he did through the first five games last year versus the first five games this year, and he's played much stiffer competition. He's played Tulane, Alabama, LSU, Georgia Tech. You know, those are the first five uh, in the first five games this year versus last year. It wasn't even anything close to that, um, the opponents that they faced. And uh, he's got a 174 efficiency rating. Last year it was 145. He's also lost Malik Heath and... um, and uh, uh, Jonathan Mingo, two guys that are in the NFL right now at wide receiver, and he's still putting up these kind of numbers. Quinshawn Judkins hadn't been the back that he was to start the year last year. Uh, obviously, he picked things up against LSU, uh, but it just it just shows you how well that Jackson Dart is playing this year, given all those obstacles that he's he's encountered. So. You've got to blitz him. You've got to sit back in coverage. You got to roll the dice. You got to pick your spots, and you know you you hope you get lucky here and there. You got to keep things in front of you, as Houston Nutt used to say. You make them go the long hard way, and you know I hate to say this. Marcus used to get mad at me for saying this, but sometimes defense is just making them use up a bunch of plays, and eventually they make a mistake, and they you know they get a holding call against them or uh, a false start or something that sets them back behind the chains, and that's where you try to capitalize and stop the drive, and that's those are the kinds of things you have to do. But it all starts with keeping things in front of you, not letting them have explosive plays. And they have a lot of explosive plays. Judkins, um, you know, the the other running back, 24, had a 43-yard rush against LSU. Uh, Trey Harris, the wide receiver they got from Louisiana Tech, he, you know, he had a big game last week. You know, he's been been injured here and there. Uh, But this guy has, like, 16 catches and six touchdowns and over 300 yards receiving. I mean, he's putting up ridiculous numbers. Uh, The other two wide receivers are solid, too. I mentioned the offensive line that they have. It's not like a bunch of stars. It's just a bunch of veterans. There's a bunch of, you know, average three-star guys that nobody would be doing backflips on uh, come signing day if Arkansas got any of those guys. But they've logged a bunch of starts, and they don't give up a bunch of sacks. They've just given up ten sacks this year. Uh, they don't give up a bunch of sacks. They protect well, um, and they paved the way for, you know, a running game that's putting up 180 yards per game. And so – this offense is pretty solid, and yeah, and they're going to go for it on fourth down when it comes to it. it they will do it, and um, yeah, they'll uh, they'll roll the dice some. So Arkansas has to roll the dice some on defense also. Trey, we only saw two linebackers last weekend against Texas A&M. Yeah. You think with the fast-paced offense and the, the article you had, the comparisons on Hogsports.com was outstanding. By the way, so. Will we see more rotation in uh, for yeah. the linebacker core? Career, crook. Yeah. Well, we only saw we only saw the two linebackers against uh, LSU uh, last weekend. They did yeah. use LSU. more linebackers. Yeah, um, 
But Greer, they say he's been banged up, but it seems to me like that would be a good rotation to have. You know, Spence has been a good player for him in the time that he's been out there. He's created two turnovers. Jordan Crook forced a turnover last game. But you'd like to see them rotate a little bit better at linebacker. I think if, if they can get away with a three-man rotation at linebacker, kind of what they've done in the secondary some with rotating, um, you know, basically at three different spots, rotating four guys, I think the thing that's going to hurt them, not you know, not to get off the linebacker thing, but, yeah, I do think they need to, yeah. to get a good rotation there. But I think the thing that's going to hurt them on defense is, I mean, it's unlikely that Dwight McLaughlin is going to be available for this. I have seen right. guys come back the next week after having concussion-like symptoms, as they would call it. Um, last year, Texas A&M had a defensive back who had um, a concussion the week prior and made it back for the Arkansas game, if you guys remember. Um, but usually it's extremely rare that you see a guy come back from that kind of deal uh, just a week later. So that, that's going to hurt them not having McLaughlin because he's a real weapon for him on defense. I didn't put uh, McLaughlin down on the double R prop specials, but I do have Jaheim Thomas and Chris Paul Jr., so don't substitute them too much until they get their numbers. And then, oh, they'll get them. And then go ahead and uh, substitute them. And I'm only kidding. But uh, uh, they will be key in the ballgame. You know, a guy that, that I think, Trey, I, I can't give you all of his numbers. I do know one game he had three interceptions against Ole Miss. That's Hudson Clark. And I know mm-hmm. Hudson gets a lot of uh, flack, if you will, from the Arkansas fans. But uh, – for whatever reason, he's always played well, though, against Ole Miss. He has. He has. And, you know, it's not like Hudson's a all-SEC type of player, but he's not the worst defensive back that they have either. You know, And it was the same thing last year. He seemed like he would catch all the complaints when there were other bigger problems in the secondary for him. You know, Hudson's not a guy that has great recovery speed. He's not a perfect defensive back, but he's he's been a good enough player for them. And, um you know, certainly a lot of that is, is unwarranted. And he's in a better position for him, you know, rotating from safety and nickel. Of course, he's been playing mostly safety lately. But uh, th- that spot is better for him. Than, and, he's you know, he's added some nice bulk, too. But th- that spot's better for him than playing cornerback, where he just lacks some recovery speed. I mean, you can get him on a hitch and go yeah. pretty easy. Yeah, especially for that slot position. We've seen that in the past. Yeah. But I think the thing that surprises me the most this Ole Miss offense has only turned the ball over three times, and that leads yeah. the SEC. Yeah. Arkansas leads in takeaways, of course, with 11. Uh, something's got to give this weekend. I don't see something's the six interceptions like it was back in 20. So, uh, yeah, Jackson Dart has been very efficient with the ball. That's what really worries me this weekend is I don't think you can rush three, drop eight against this guy. Like you said, they got to take their chances. I mean, I always look at things like from a numbers perspective like, okay, you know, Ole Miss is due to have some turnovers. You know, they've only had three right. so far. They're due. But Arkansas is not due to force any more turnovers because they have 11 forced already. So it's like, uh, you know, something's got to give there. But uh, that's going to be a big part, obviously, always. Turnovers, penalties, special teams, injuries, always key parts to, to every game. So um, who's going to win special teams? Who's going to make the fewest mistakes? You know, we saw Arkansas have zero penalties. I should say Arkansas was called for zero penalties. They had more than they had penalties. We saw. <laughs> we saw that there was a couple probably I, I noticed four times where they absolutely could have been hit with penalties. But that's a, a big thing that's cost Arkansas. They don't have 14 penalties against BYU. No, I think they probably had 10 legitimate penalties called against them, and four of them were complete trash by that officiating crew. But still, it's too many penalties for a home game. You shouldn't have 10 penalties. And then going on the road to LSU, you had 11 penalties. And, you know, a, a lot of false starts, a lot of issues like that. Um, the way the BYU game ended, you know, final drive, you, you had five penalties called, four of them accepted uh, against the offensive line. So... Those are the kinds of things that lose close games. And, again, we know this series has historically been very close. Who's going to win the penalty battle? Who's going to win on special teams? You know, who's going to, um, who's going to win the turnover battle? Those are the things that decide games in the SEC. And people always say, and I say this all the time, well, they didn't beat them. Uh, you know, we beat ourselves. No, you made mistakes and they made you pay. That's how you yeah. lose football games in the SEC. The team that makes the most mistakes and the team that capitalizes the most on those mistakes are usually the one that wins. 
Trey, interesting enough, last week, and I realize Max has been fairly consistent with the exception of one game where he shanked a couple 10 or 25 yards, yeah. whatever they were. Uh, I went on, on the Double R Prop Specials, the first time I've ever done this. Max Fletcher, I, I have average per punt 44.5, and all he's got to have is one punt down inside the 20-yard line. But he twice, actually, as the old saying goes, he outkicked his coverage. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is booming the ball. How, if you're Sam Pittman, it's like danged if you do and danged if you don't. Because if you tell him to try to back off a little bit, that's where you get the 10-yard yeah. punts. Yeah. And then yeah. when you tell him to go ahead and just kick the fool out of it, what happens? 76 yards later. Yeah. You uh, yeah. give up an 82-yard punt return. So kind yeah. of a dilemma there for once with the punter by saying, somehow, can you just kind of kick it in the middle? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've got, you've got to tell Max Fletcher just to kick it. I mean, because once you start trying to tell him to angle it and take something off of it and stuff, that's when he gets himself in trouble. I would go so far as to say he has the biggest flag of any punter at Arkansas that I've covered. Nobody, I've never seen anybody kick it as high and deep as he can. I mean, that 68-yard, the one that went out of bounds, you couldn't see the TV. Didn't uh, I don't know if you went back and watched the game, but on TV you – you couldn't see where the punt landed, but it landed. Right, yeah. Sixty-eight. It went sixty-eight yards in the air, and then went just at. I mean, it, it was right at the pylon, just went out of bounds, um, and that's what the sixty-nine-yard punt was. But I mean, he kicked the tar out of that ball. And I've said before, you know, when you're sitting in the press box in Razorback Stadium, there's been very few punters since I've been at Arkansas uh, covering this team, sitting in the press box, who can punt it over my head, you know, from my viewing angle there, and he can do that. Uh, it's been a while since the, you know, the ten and twenty something yard, twenty eight yard punts yeah, that he had the in the BYU game. Um, he did outkick his coverage a little bit, but I would, in in most cases, I would take that versus the ten yard punt. Uh, Anaya Smith has been um, a pretty dangerous punt return man, and uh, but um, you know, he's kicking the ball better, and I will take most all of those punts. He did he did outkick the coverage a little bit on that one, just. But traditionally, you know, most of the time he kicks it pretty high and deep and, and gives them enough time to get down there, but just didn't that one time. All right, let's check in with uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, good afternoon. You have a question. Randy got very quiet on my end. Okay. Yeah, I, I can hear you. Hey. Go ahead, Jimmy. Hey, Trey, uh, I just want to change the subject a little bit, get your thoughts on the Texas-Oklahoma game. And do you think the 11 o'clock uh, kickoff will benefit Oklahoma or Texas more? Well, I mean, it's a neutral site, so I don't know that it would benefit e- either team. I couldn't – I mean, I think Texas has got the better squad, but um, I don't know that – it. that game's always 11, isn't it? Always, yeah, yeah it's it always is. 11. It yeah. always is, yeah. Which team's awake? Maybe the one that wins it, huh? Yeah, that's that's important. <laughs> yeah, it's important to have a good early yeah, we, we, early game game plan. Yeah, we've seen some sixty three twenty one outcomes in that game for sure in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Trey, yeah. I uh, mean, talk Texas, about the... Go ahead, Jimmy. I was just saying, Texas looks like the team on paper, but who knows, right? Yeah, I mean, in, in rivalry games, you just you just never know. Sometimes, I mean, that's the same with this Ole Miss game. And this has been this has been a great rivalry. You know, neither team views each other as the primary rival. But I mean, when you look at this series, it's on paper like if you threw out everything. You asked somebody who didn't know, and you showed them all the games and the results and stuff. And you asked, you know, who's Arkansas's biggest rival? I said, oh, Mississippi and Arkansas. That's that's probably up there. I think so, and and I, I hope with them having to get up for Alabama, then LSU, man, maybe they put a lot of motion into the past two weeks, and and we can we can catch them a little bit off guard or a little bit down. Yeah, they certainly played very well against LSU, and um, you know Arkansas played well against LSU too. Maybe that's uh, you, you hate yeah. to compare scores because the matchup. There's so many players out there, and there's so many different matchups, but. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not closing the door on Arkansas actually pulling this game out. I don't think that they will, 
just because it's impossible yeah. to predict them after they you know they played so poorly uh, to start the season. The offensive line's had so many issues, and now they're shuffling it around. I think that'll help them, but I don't know if it's like like the silver bullet for them. Um, but yeah. you, you can't count Arkansas out in this game. That's right. Don't count on us, but don't count us out. That's a good. That's a good way to put it. All right, well, thank you all, all right, so Jimmy, much. Thank you. Thank you, Jimmy. Trey, what, are you, what uh, kind of crowd are you expecting to follow Arkansas down to Oxford this weekend? Oh, I think it'll be a great crowd for Arkansas fans. I mean, and we know that, you know, they're getting everybody who's remotely related to K.J. Jefferson a ticket to the game. So I'm sure they'll be right. very vocal. Uh, it being a night game, you know, last time I was there for the uh, 50, what was it, 53-51, something like that. The yeah. score, I can't remember. But uh, obviously it was, you know, I think it was maybe a one or two point game. I can't remember. I'm, 52-51. I just wrote it down, too. But regardless... Uh, you know, it wasn't even the stadium wasn't even full. You know, that's a that was a big SEC game between those two teams, and the stadium wasn't even full, which surprised me. But it being a night game, I, you know, it's going to be as rowdy as it, it gets in Oxford, and it, you know, it, they're going to try to match what they had against LSU. Must be nice. Must be nice to have two back-to-back home games at night in your home stadium in October. What's that about? <laughs> yeah, I, we haven't seen that in a couple of years. Yeah, and won't see it this year for sure. Yeah, what what do you expect out of the offensive line with the shuffling around the patchwork? How's yeah. that going into today? Into I think it's going to be better than it's been, but I don't. Again, I don't think it's the silver bullet answer for them. I just think they're not very good on the offensive line. I, I think they misevaluated what they had exactly. It really hurts having Devon Manuel having been injured so much. But uh, you know, if it's Shambly and and Kudis, you know, it's not going to be Kudis. He's going to move to center. But if it's those guys that tackle, they're just they're just not ready yet. Yeah. And um, so moving him inside, I think is going to be a better option for him. And moving Latham outside, it's it's Jordan not ideal, Rogers but it's Scott better for than what they've had. Watch parties at Boudreaux's Grill and Bar, nine eight one one Maumel Boulevard in North Little Rock, and cheer on our team. The fun is at Boudreaux's, your fun and game station, one zero three seven. The Buzz. Listen every Wednesday when R.J. Hawk joins his old buddies on Morning Mayhem. Presented by Natural State Wholesale Flooring. See everything that Natural State Wholesale has to offer at naturalstatewholesale.com. With over 350 land specialists in 40 states, Whitetail Properties Real Estate is the premier rural real estate company in North America. And Mike Poor, your local Whitetail Properties land specialist, combines local expertise with the Whitetail Properties national reach to reach more buyers who are looking for hunting land, farmland, and rural homes. So if you're thinking about selling, you need to give Mike Poor a call today at 501-428-7177 or visit whitetailproperties.com. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer has five service trucks available, providing you on-site service to get you back on the road. If that doesn't do it, Stacked has a new state-of-the-art 13-bay shop for service and repair on all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair. Get stacked two miles off 530 exit 34 in Whitehall. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 
Where can you find 16 cold beers on tap, the largest Irish whiskey selection in town, weekday happy hour, as well as college, pro, and even World Cup football games all on big screen TVs? Oh, and let's not forget the great food, great drinks, daily lunch specials, music on the weekends, and a private party room available with reservation. Well, of course it's Dugan's Pub, your favorite Irish pub in Little Rock since 2010. Dugan's Pub, downtown 3rd and Rock Street. Dugan's Pub, L.A. Brent Michaels, Party Gras 2023. Saturday, December 30th, Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Event Center. From over 50 million albums sold comes the Poison Hits and Solo Hits Live. Brent Michaels, Party Gras 2023. Tickets on sale now at oaklawn.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Now, back to Drive Time Sports. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Be a part of the game plan. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Barry Graves of Hootons, Arkansas Football Magazine. Kevin Bohannon. I'm Randy Rainwater. Our Sonic Blast today. Cheerleaders have been working hard here at Pine Bluff High School, getting ready for the Mills Comets. This is arguably one of my favorite moments, and that is to talk about the Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock. Mine too. They had such a overwhelming reception to the prime rib they sold out and when I made my call last night making my reservation I said I want the prime rib sorry Charlie you called too late and I said okay I'll know better next week so I went the difficult route Kev I went to dinner for two for 60 bucks and I had a you get to go through the salad bar I guess as many times as you want, except when they see Kevin arrive. Four and a half. That's my limit. That's now. his. That's the. That is the Riverfront Steakhouse record. Four and a half trips through the salad bar, and they put a roadblock, or it'd been five. But anyway, I had the best salad ever last night. I think I got everything, all thirty items they have to offer. I think I got every one of them. Number one's the baby shrimp, though. The oh, I, I cleaned it out. Yeah. I mean, Carrie was looking at me like, what are you doing? And I said, I have a strategic plan That's right. in place. And the strategic plan was, because I knew if I took it home, that is the 10-ounce filet, I'd end up getting it all. That's right. But if I had to split it with her right there, I'd only get five. So, I... Uh, put my strategic plan in place and uh, I end up taking home the uh, 10 ounce filet which I'll enjoy tonight and then combine that with that I mean I started to take a picture because it was so big so so absolutely big this baked potato and by the time I ate the salad and I ate the baked potato I said oh this is working out perfectly and we split the we we didn't order extra of the four Frank Fletcher nineteen foot shrimp. We just simply split those up more than enough. And folks, I got to tell you, she had Carrie had the hibachi rice. She's still bragging about that. If you haven't tried the dinner for two for sixty bucks, shame on you. That's the salad bar for two. That is a ten ounce fillet plus four of the Frank Fletcher shrimp. Combine that with your choice of two side items, all for 60 bucks. then shame on you. You can make your reservation now. Tonight, tomorrow night, 371-9000, 371-9000. That's the Riverfront Steakhouse in North Little Rock at the Wyndham Hotel. You will not be disappointed. All right, Bear, let's, uh, let's see. Let's look at uh, our Southern Structural Solutions bus text line. Ozark versus Lincoln. 
Really good game here for Ozark. They play Gentry next week, and, and then they have uh, Elkins looming. So lots of big games for Ozark trying to win a conference championship. Everything's in front of them to do so. The junior quarterback playing really, really well. It's Kobe Wilbanks. Uh, every week you look up, he's got two or three touchdowns. MJ Parker playing well on both sides of the ball. Um, Lincoln, meanwhile, they've got to bounce back emotionally. They lost last week at Gravit by two points, and guys, it was it was just a heartbreaking loss. They had four turnovers in the second half, surrendered 29 unanswered points, did not score again after Kale Jones, the uh, standout running back, left the game injured in the third quarter. Uh, and and uh, just let one slip away. They've got to bounce back emotionally. Hoops.com picks Ozark to beat Lincoln, and we've got Ozark ranked number seven in the state in Class 4A. Hey, man, before I get to this next game, if you're coming to the Mills Pine Bluff game tonight, stop by our Sonic 10 over here. The Keisha and the girls over here have gifts to give away. you got some water, Sonic water, Sonic badges, Sonic keychains, Frisbees, T-shirts to give away, and got a little Halloween candy out here. So Is that Tootsie Rolls? Am I seeing Tootsie Rolls? Like Tootsie Pops, yeah. So stop, wow, Tootsie Pops. Stop by and see Keisha and the girls over here at the Sonic table Woo! next to our Buzz tent. So, fair. 3A, 1-3A tonight. Mansfield, 5-0 in the year. Only giving up 4.6 points per game. They take on Charleston, the top five team in Class 3A by Hoopens.com. Both teams 2-0 and in conference play. Charleston looked to hand the other Tigers their first loss on the season. This is a litmus test for Mansfield. Undefeated, ranked number seven, with a 5-0 and record. And they're playing the defending champions who have a 2-3 and record and are ranked higher than them, and Charleston is the pick to win. So this is something for Mansfield to shoot for. Hey, last week at Greenland, you couldn't ask for any better performance for Mansfield. They won 65 to nothing, had 500 yards rushing, six rushing touchdowns. The defense uh, playing well. Braden Mays uh, is, is really doing a good job. The offensive line is doing well. They start four sophomore offensive linemen, so that's a... Uh, a point of emphasis that uh, that keeps getting better every week for this team. Charleston, the defending champions, they beat Cedarville with ease a week ago. Uh, Charleston is getting hot now. They've won three straight games by combined 130 to 14. And oh, they, Somebody has to beat Charleston. We'll see if Mansfield can. Until then, they've got to pick the Tigers to win this battle. All right, Bear, let's Tigers, go right not back. Not the Mansfield. Oh, there you go. <laughs> let's go right back to our Asher Record Service Company live in feedback. Uh, this has moved on me, so let me get right back to my spot. There it is. Woodstock says, how does McCrory at Clarendon game look tonight? Go Hogs. Well, McCrory's got a bounce back last week. They lost to EPC and, and played poorly in that game. Uh, they get a Clarendon team that last week lost 42-6 to to Cross County. Hunter, uh, London Hunter scored the only touchdown for them. So both teams coming off pretty bad losses last week. Uh, mercy rule losses, and neither of them scored many points. Hoots.com, though, is taking McCrory. On the season, McCrory has played a little better defense than Clarendon, so we're taking the Jags. Bear DeWitt, the Dragons, the year of the Dragons, six and zero so far. Coach Tommy Cody looking for their first seven and zero start in this century. Taking on Crossit should be one heck of a matchup down there tonight in Eagle Country. Well, and my friend Chris is on the way down there, and he texted me and said Highway 165 is littered with signs from DeWitt. Just. All, all kinds of signs, 7-0, and oh, let's go, punch them in the mouth, all those type of things. They are really stoked in DeWitt. Guys, that's what high school football is all about, a whole town coming together. and uh, They expect a huge crowd to see 6-0 and oh, DeWitt tonight travel down to take on a very good CrossFit team that has a 3-2 and two record but almost beat Warren last week. In fact, they lost by only right. seven points. And when you start breaking it down, Crossit has beaten DeWitt eight of the past nine times they've played. Uh, you know, the Eagles had the ball with a chance to, to tie or take the lead in the final minutes last week before turning it over on downs. 
They're senior loaded. This is kind of the year they've been shooting for at, at CrossFit. Taylor Pascal. He's a receiver running back. He is playing well. So is Max Brooks and Isaiah Button. Those guys really running and moving the chains with authority. Meanwhile, you've got DeWitt undefeated. Got past Hamburg last week. Carson Mitchell, Corey Graham, Owen St. John all ran the ball well. And, and Mitchell completed some big-time passes. But the big player for DeWitt last week had to be versatile senior Justin Ross. Six carries for 67 yards. Six receptions for 141 yards, two touchdowns. On defense, he intercepted two passes, one of them a pick six. And, and Coach Vincent Newton across it says, hey, the team effort and team speed that they play with at DeWitt is very impressive, and it's something every high school should try to emulate, uh, the effort that DeWitt gives every play. For, for that matter, that's why Hootens.com picked the DeWitt Dragons to go down and beat Cross it tonight. And, uh, should be a great, great game. And from our Asher Record Service Company live feed feedback, I need to apologize to Delta Hog. He says eventually the Riverfront ad is going to be a whole segment. Randy keeps making it longer and longer every day. My apology. I didn't mean to, Delta Hog. I get carried away talking about that great deal, two for 60. So I'm sorry, Delta Hog. I'll, I'll try to do better going forward. Uh, James says, uh, Boonville Bearcats. How do you think we'll do tonight? Well, Boonville's the number one ranked team in Class 3A with a 3-2 and two record. They get Greenland, who's coming off that 65 to nothing loss to Mansfield last week. And, you know, Greenland's lost three straight seasons to Boonville and uh, don't see that changing. Boonville just shut out West Fork 40 to nothing. Jace Washburn a huge night, 7-9 passing, as we talked about last week. 113 yards passing, 181 rushing. Dax Golf, Ryland Ray, both of them playing well. The defense had five sacks against West Fork. And Boonville rolls to a, a big victory over Greenland. Melbourne has kind of gotten things back on track after a slow start. Problem is they got to go to the Greyhounds tonight. Salem comes in six and zero in the season, two and zero in conference play. Salem looking to keep pace with Perryville atop that two three A conference pair. Yeah, big game for Salem. They can't slip up. Melbourne just beat Elville Summit, did it handily in that game. Robert Langston ran the ball well. He had two touchdowns, 167 yards. Carson Davis had two touchdowns. Uh, Langston's been a leader on defense, but Salem, impressive last week against Newport, 52-34 to 34 winners in that game. They almost had the mercy rule on in, in that game. Uh, Lucas Downs, the quarterback, played really well. He threw for over 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Eli Romine, he really has been running the ball well for the Salem Greyhounds, and they're at home, and that rushing attack is is hitting at a pretty good clip right now. That's why Hootens.com picks number five Salem to get the victory over Melbourne. Let's check in with Jake. Jake, good evening. Welcome to our Sonic Blast. Good afternoon, double four. Sorry, I had to do it, man. <laughs> hey, man, good to hear from you guys. I just want to let you all know, I hear it's getting cooler down there. I'm here, up here in Iowa. My dash reached 54 degrees right now. Oh, man, we'd love to have that. Yeah. There you go. So it, it, it's coming. Hey, listen, I want to hear, uh, you guys might have already spoke about it. I've been working in and out of the truck a little bit. So uh, if you have, I'm sorry. But uh, Cabot at Conway tonight, I'd like to hear about it. And uh, real quick before I get off, shout out to my daughter, Halea. She's on the, she's a senior on the dance team. Uh, they got the first competition for, for Cabot uh, tomorrow, and they're going for a three-peat for state championship and dance right. later on in the year. So shout well, out to my luck. daughter. Uh, baby girl, I wish you not could be there, but I love you. I think I hear the music. All right, Jake, we'll get better to answer that one when we come back. There it is. All right. Drive Time Sports, our Sonic Blast will continue in just one moment from Pine Bluffs. Stay tuned. Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. 
Hey, neighbors, come on down to Shamrock Roofing's Ribbon Cutting Friday, October 6th at the crossroads of Cantrell and Catillus, offering free impact-resistant roof upgrades for the next 30 days. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all. Shamrockroofer.com. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important, and they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. And it can all be found at your favorite Sister Arkansas Edwards Food Giant Deli. This week's special is hamburger steak for only $7.49 per pound. Paired with mashed potatoes for just $4.49 per pound. Hi folks, it's Chris Zender here at Frank Fletcher Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram in Sherwood. When you're in the market for a new Dodge Chrysler Jeep or Ram, we hope you give us a chance to earn your business. Here's some things to consider. Fletcher Dodge has been family-owned dealer here in Sherwood for over 25 years. We know how to take care of our customers to keep them coming back. Every Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealer pays the same price for their vehicles. It's the dealer that makes the difference. We'll give you the best deal up front. No haggling, no arguing. We make it easy to buy a new vehicle, and we'll pay you more for your trade-in. Compare our deal to anybody's, and you'll buy from us. Come see us today for the deal of a lifetime on new Dodge Chrysler Jeep or Ram. At Frank Fletcher Dodge, you always get the best price, the lowest finance rate, and more for your trade. And we promise you a hassle-free buying experience. We want to be your dealer for life. Shop Fletcher Dodge and Sherwood before you buy anywhere else. Just tell us what you're looking for and we'll make you a deal. Come see us in person at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood or shop online at FletcherDeals.com. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Planning an outdoor event this fall? Arkansas Portable Toilets has the perfect solution. Rent a portable toilet. No, I'm not talking about your typical porta potty, although they do have those. I'm talking about a luxurious portable restroom. From two stall to ten stall and everything in between, Arkansas Portable Toilets can accommodate. Your guests will be stunned at the quality and amenities from climate control to an entertainment system. Call Arkansas Portable Toilets today, 501-430-3158, or just go to the website, ARPortable.com. 1037 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback football coverage each week. And it's brought to you by Kaufman by Design West, Guadney Chevrolet, Guadney Buick GMC, Rainwater Holton Sexton, PI Roofing, Renai America, and Red River Ford. 1037 The Buzz, the Hogs play here. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. When you're on the road, we're the voices inside your head. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Barry Grooms of Hootons, Arkansas Football Magazine. Kevin Bohannon. I'm Randy Rainwater. Trying to tell you guys, get a head start. Robert Irwin Jewelers. Get ahead of the holiday season. Get ahead of the rush. That way you have that perfect piece of jewelry ready for that significant other. If you want to go the custom route, if you want to just get something from inventory, I love the ring that they customized for me. I, I it, it, I can't think of a better ring that I could ever dream of. And you can have the same. Uh, in fact, if you're thinking about getting engaged, and I know that sometimes can be a difficult decision, and it may be a long time from engagement until you actually say, I do at the altar. They have the meant-to-be guarantee, 365 days to return your loose diamond and custom-made engagement ring, and no regrets. That's the best thing. Zero down with up to 60 months to pay, and don't forget, you can upgrade that diamond ring, and uh, that would be a great either anniversary, Christmas, or otherwise present. Two locations, McCain Ball in North Little Rock, 
and the Pleasant Ridge Town Center, Highway 10, next to Fresh Market, Robert Irwin Jewelers. Bigger, broader diamonds, better prices. All right, Bear, right before the break, Jake was asking about the Cabot-Conway matchup. It's number six, Cabot, traveling to number one, Conway, in this one. And Cabot coming off a 26-point win last week at uh, Little Rock Southwest. And in that game, Keegan Bass, uh, Gavin Reardon, both played well on offense with uh, touchdowns. Uh, they caught touchdown passes. But to have a shot against Conway, it's going to have to be run the football, play great defense. And great defense is something Conway has done all season long. Their defense scored a pick six last week. Uh, and then Donovan Amalo really evolving as a great quarterback. Hoots.com picks Conway over Cabot. Bear the 4-3-8 tonight is a big matchup, two matchups. The top four teams in the conference are facing off against each other. The Glen Rose-Bismarck game looms large down in Bismarck. It does, and you want to say it's for a conference championship, but Magnet Cove's sitting there with a 5-0 record as well. So this one is huge as far as playoff implications go and probably determining the 1-2 and 3 seed. So Bismarck, they just shut out Paris 41-0 last week. Ben Keithley, the standout quarterback, he had 211 total yards, three touchdowns in that game. Tony Weeks caught a touchdown pass to lead that offense. And then defensively, Lucas Chapman and Malachi Stevenson played well. Glenn Rose, they started the season 0-2, have gotten better every game. It started a few weeks ago at Fordyce with a huge victory. They just put together their third straight win, and it was impressive. 49 to nothing over Jesseville. Thought that game would be much, much closer. The key stat in this one? The Beavers have won six straight over Bismarck. They have Bismarck's number, Hootens.com, picking the Beavers over Bismarck. And the other game in that conference is Magnet Cove, center point, huge game, but Hootens.com favoring Magnet Cove. Let's talk with CW. CW. All right, we'll try Will. Will, good afternoon. Welcome to our Sonic Blast. Hey, guys. Hey, Randy. Calling with a heavy heart. Uh, would like to hear about uh, Catholic and, and Sheridan. Uh, but, you know, the great big Tom McKinney passed away a couple of days ago from yeah, the no. Yeah, I meant to tell you that earlier. Yeah, Tom was a, a large yeah. figure in high school oh, sports. No. Coached at McClellan. Uh, my dad yes, actually sir. coached with him at McClellan. So, yeah, we're uh, we're definitely going to miss oh, Tom. Oh, no. Yeah, my best one of my best girlfriends is that that's her father. So yeah, I got the call the other night. And anyway, Randy, it's uh, it's been the last. It's been rough. I, I know you knew him as well, very well. And uh, you know, didn't really get any better than that. He was he was the guy. He was the man. So anyway, uh, he's in a better place. And uh, what a great guy. What a great individual. And um, yeah, uh, we could just maybe elaborate on. Catholic and Bob Rockets and uh, the Yellow Jackets. Yeah, y'all have sure. a good night. Thank you, Will. All right, all right. Well, Catholic uh, Sheridan last year. This was a much closer game than some thought. Uh, Sheridan played pretty good defense, lost twenty-one to seven. This year, Sheridan has a better offense than it did last year. Uh, Sheridan's won two straight games. Last week, they outlasted Sylvan Hills by four points. Brady Dillon played great in that game, threw for over three hundred yards, threw three touchdowns to Jackson Bourne. Um, the Yellow Jackets, they outscored Sylvan Hills in, in the second half by a touchdown. That turned out to be the difference in the game. And then Isaiah Owens uh, with a late knockdown in the end zone to preserve the victory for Sheridan. Catholic coming off a its second conference loss by a touchdown this season. They lost at Benton last week at West Memphis. Jackson England, he played really well. He's the uh, quarterback. And then Cody Fogelman caught a touchdown pass. But Catholic's defense is probably going to be the key to this game. Sheridan's improved offense is going to move the ball some, but Catholic has a really good defense, probably the better of the two defenses. And for that reason, the Rockets get the W. And probably in line now to get a they're, – they're still alive for a two seed, but probably a three seed. I mean, this game right here is huge for the winner, has a great chance to host a first-round playoff game. 
That's right, Barry. And, you know, Catholic, how do they bounce back from that loss last week uh, against West Memphis? So uh, I want to go down to Class 2A real quick. Uh, East Poinsett County, big win over McCrory last week, 50-8. to Cross County bouncing back. What up and down Thunderbirds this year. That should be one heck of a game in the 2-2A. Yeah, they beat McCrory last week by 42 points. Cooper Argo, he had passed for 211 and four touchdowns in that game. Omar McHouston played well. Uh, they're really passing the ball extremely well. Cross County, this is kind of, they look like they got on track last week. Beat Clarendon, Mercy ruled them 42-7. But the Thunderbirds, this is kind of the point in the season they really have to start gelling and coming together. Uh, they've had all kinds of move-ins and a different type of team. Kadarian Washington. Uh, he caught three touchdown passes or three uh, passes last week. One of them was for a touchdown. He ran for two touchdowns. Connor Wilson, he's been at Cross County the whole time, and he's the quarterback, the senior leader of this team. It's kind of his. He threw three touchdowns, and he has to take control of this team. Huge game as far as playoff seedings go. Bootens.com picks EPC at Cross County. All right, let's see, Barry. Yeah, we got plenty of time. Uh, this one from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. This from the 501. Thoughts on Clinton and Boxot, and thoughts on Clinton's Zane Widener. Zane's one of the better players Touch in the world. machine. Man, he yeah, is good. He is. Uh, you know, they didn't play last week, two weeks ago. They thumped. Haskell Harmony Grove just beat them 34 to 7. The defense was the key in that game. They held Harmony Grove less than 200 yards, and 50 of those were given up by subs in the fourth quarter. Um, Zane in that game had 15 carries for 130 yards and four touchdowns. Boxite last week, uh, you know, that they've got to get some guys healthy. They were without Wimberley last week, and it, it showed uh, losing to Pottsville in that game. Hoots.com picking Clinton tonight because of the way its defense played two weeks ago, picking Clinton to beat Boxite. Barrett, in Class 7A in the Central, this game may be for the sixth playoff spot tonight. North Little Rock and Little Rock Southwest. Southwest, of course, held held their own against Cabot for three quarters last week. Cabot pulled away late. But Coach Darrell Patton looking for his first conference win this season. I think it's for playoff seeding and, and Somebody's got to pick up their first win of the year, uh, at least conference-wise. And uh, North Little Rock, I thought, played better than it looks on paper against Conway. Lost that game by 29 points, but you know, Conway only scored four offensive Struggle. touchdowns in that game. Yeah, yeah. North Little Rock's defense played well, and if they play well tonight, they got a chance to beat Southwest. But they were so up for that game, so up to play Conway. Do they have a fall this week against Southwest? Uh, the Griffins getting big plays from Chase Forte at quarterback, uh, Luther Tucker, Deshaun Robinson. You know, Cameron Martin played well on defense. It's at Southwest, and I think it's Daryl Patton's time to win a big game at Southwest, so Hoots.com picks the Griffins in the, to get the victory. All right. Hour number three of our Sonic Blast coming up in a moment. Very good. For over 45 years, he's really good at it. Like Bert here, he's been lifting weights for over 45 years. He can bench press a 400 pound nose guard, deadlift an elephant, even clean and jerk a truck filled with watermelons. Fantastic rep, Bert. We're a lot like Bert lifting weights.